conversation that I've been wanting to have for a while is one on mental health. And I think it's just so important that it's something on the forefront of our minds that we're often talking about because there's so many people, there are way too many people out there that are so alone in this and that are struggling with depression or anxiety and they have no one around to support them. But when we talk about it, we bring light to it and we create these safe places where people feel like they can open up and feel like they can be vulnerable. Um, But getting to that point is really hard and so I think we want to acknowledge how hard it can be um, but also provide hope that we're a community that is not going to shy away from this and that we're a community that is going to talk about these hard topics and um, and just be in this together and figure out what does this mean for us as individuals, what does it mean for our community and how can we, how can we just continually address these issues. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining us on the Ascent Conversations. We're so happy uh, to have you here today. So you want to start by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. Uh, my name is Jen Gill, and I am the Refuge Program Director here at Riverwood. And what is the Refuge, just so for people who might not know? The Refuge is a community support program for women and their families in the Elmwood community. Oh, that's awesome. I love what you guys do and just how you like support women in this community and are advocates for them. Um, One of the things that we're wanting to talk about today, though, is mental health and mental illnesses. And even though there's so much advocacy for mental health, um, at least so much more than there used to be, there's still a lot of misconceptions about it and just things that, especially in the church, that we don't understand and don't know. How does it connect with the Bible and what does God say about it and all that? Um, But we've talked about it a little bit before, just like in the office, and you're super passionate about it. Where did that come from? Like, where, where did that start? Where did that passion begin to build? Um, I think it started from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I was diagnosed with depression and, um, and I received a lot of input from people, some positive, some negative, mm-hmm. and it just really got me interested and passionate, um, to see people live through it, live through depression mm-hmm. and come out on the other side and, mm-hmm. um, and just have their faith grown and made stronger um, because God put that in their life. Cool. So to make sure that we're all on the same page, how would you define depression? What is it? Um, Depression can be defined by a number of different characteristics or symptoms, but it is a period of time in your life um, where you're, it's not the normal blues. Mm -hmm. It's an extended period of time where you're not yourself. Um, some people have trouble sleeping. Some people can't eat. Um, depression can show up in aggressive behavior and anger, um, extreme sadness, not wanting to get up in the morning, not being able to sleep, uh, different characteristics like that. Okay, so like in a season like this where everyone's kind of in a funk where a lot of people are, it, life is just so not normal right now. Mm-hmm. How would you know if you have depression or if you're just like, in the season of blues or you're just impacted by something going on like is there um is it situational at all or how do you know how do you differentiate that 
Um, I would say only a medical professional, doctor, mm -hmm. psychiatrist, psychologist, would be able to diagnose that. Okay. So if you are having or someone is having extended periods of not normalness, right? Mm -hmm. Not being able to do their everyday tasks like they have mm -hmm. been um, when people are just not themselves. And you know when you're, when you're going through it that it's not a normal sad day. Mm. It's an right. extended period of time where you just can't manage. Mm. So a lot of people, I think, maybe think that God doesn't have much to say about it, or they'll say, just have faith or just pray, or um, you know that, that it's not actually a, a health issue. But what would you say to that? And how would you say the Bible approaches mental health? Um, can you repeat that? Yeah, sure. So I guess, first of all, what, do, what does the Bible say? Does the Bible say anything about mental health or mental illnesses? Um, specifically labeling mental health or mental illnesses, no. But we see a lot of different stories um, in the Bible that definitely could be mental health or mental illness related. Mm -hmm. um, and although it doesn't directly give you a formula of how to approach someone or how to um, how to even address the issue, Jesus shows us by example how mm. we are to help people mm. with grace and compassion and understanding and um, simply being there to listen. Mm. Do any of those stories come to mind like which ones might uh, help us have a greater understanding like any of the Bible stories? Well, I think I always think of the verse in Romans um, mm. Where God said, you know in this life you will have trouble, but mm. take heart. I have overcome the world mm. So he tells us like yeah. there's going to be stuff in your life that is super difficult to deal with mm. But he also promises that he will remain faithful with us Right, yeah. and that doesn't mean pray it away. That doesn't mean if you have enough faith that your depression will be healed mm -hmm. It means that God's with you walking through the medical appointments or um, when you're diagnosed or when you're talking with someone. Hmm. He, doesn't, he doesn't leave you. Yeah. So how as Christians can we use that to then respond to people in our own community that is maybe struggling with their mental health? I think it's really important to just always have open conversations. Mm. None of us know all the answers, and mm. everyone's situation is a little bit different. Right. So just being open um, and being present, mm. being sitting with someone and not even saying a word, allowing them to just cry to you or talk to you. Mm. Sometimes that can be the best type of support. Yeah. So what would you do if, so if I had a friend that maybe was struggling with their mental health, maybe I know specifically that they have depression or anxiety, maybe... I can just tell they're going through a hard time. How do I even begin to approach that? Like, is that something that you can just be like, hey, I've noticed this in your life? Or are there less forward ways? Like, what would you say to someone who's wanting to respond to someone in their life? Um, I would say it's really important to have a strong relationship with that person mm. before you begin to speak into their life. Mm, that's um, having years of being there for them, they're probably going to be a little bit more receptive to your voice in their life, right? Mm, yeah. So um, if my best friend came up to me and said, hey, Jen, I know that uh, you've been off lately mm. or you've been more reactive lately, mm -hmm. um, it might be really hard to hear right. at the time, 
but praying for them in that situation as well and mm-hmm. just that they would they would be able to take in your words and take in your concern and then evaluate their own life and their mm-hmm. own selves and get the support that they need yeah I think it's important too that as a friend if you're there with them um, that you can also offer to walk alongside them through the practical things like going mm-hmm. to a doctor mm-hmm. um, yeah. just having someone there to support you is so important yeah do you find that most people want other people to know or is this still I feel like a lot of people want to hide it and don't want other people to know that they are struggling with their mental health if someone was in that position what would you want to say to them or how would you respond to them I would probably say I get it I Mm -hmm. understand that you know it is seen as a weakness still Mm -hmm. even though there's so much education around it it's still seen as a weakness if you can't get out of bed in the morning Mm -hmm. or if you can't parent for the day or if you know you're having you're just having an off day it is seen Mm -hmm. as a weakness um but what I would say is that it's important to, for others to understand where you're going mm. and what you're going through. And it's also, yeah, just to keep the dialogue open so that people know that you're a safe person to go to. Mm, yeah. How do you show that you're a safe person? Like, are there just practical things that you can do? Um, I would just say like, being a good listener, mm. being present, um, supporting people and to show that is being a good friend really Mm, yeah what are some questions that you can ask like so if I again if I were to have a friend who's struggling with this and I wanted to they were open to me speaking to their life and listening to them are there questions that I can ask that could be helpful for them to process um I mean for me to listen usually I need to like start that conversation but what does that look like um, like you had mentioned before, kind of saying, yeah, like, I noticed, you know, this is going on mm-hmm. or this is happening in your life. Like, I'm here to listen if you want to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe what you're going through is real. I think it's so mm-hmm. important that people know that they're believed. Uh, yeah. That this isn't something made up in their head, that this is a true feeling of despair mm-hmm. and that yeah. you as a friend believe them yeah and want to support them and that their emotions are valid mm-hmm. and that it's okay to feel that way like I know just whenever I'm going through a hard season or I'm just having a rough day I feel like a terrible person for feeling that way and so I need people to be like no it's okay like you can you can cry you can be mad you can you can feel this i almost need permission to feel that way otherwise i just like start hating on myself so i feel yeah. like that's such a real thing like the affirmation of yeah this is real you're not making this up and it's okay but let's not let you stay there let's try like journey with you and sometimes in the season of depression or if you're going through a depressive like episode sometimes you can lose touch with reality Mm. and um it's like when you're teaching little children like big problems versus small problems Mm, sometimes as adults we get lost in that and Mm. we um we find it hard to uh to decipher what is like a really big thing and what's a small thing and Mm -hmm. sometimes everything just seems like a really big yeah deal and so it's important to have people in your life that are kind and compassionate and understanding that can say like 
put kind of you into a reality check mm. as well yeah. and just say, hey, is this is this as big as a problem? As I feel it yeah. is. Yeah. What about when people, so someone might be listening and they're like, okay, great, you're saying like talk to the people in your life that really love you or care for you, like find your support community. But the reality is like some people don't have that or some people maybe uh, the people in their life aren't the most compassionate people or they don't trust them. How do you even begin to build that community that can support you? Um, throughout the city, there are a lot of like peer support groups. Mm. I know Canadian Mental Health Association has some. Um, there's an agency called Sarah Riel mm. Clinic has various crisis counseling programs. Okay. Um, so I think sometimes it's important to connect with people that are experiencing the same kind of thing that can understand what you're going through. Mm. Um, making friends is hard and yeah. and finding those people finding your people mm-hmm. it can sometimes be really hard yeah. um in a faith community i think it's important uh we have small groups yeah. i think that is so so crucial yeah my first small group at riverwood was 14 years ago wow. and i'm still best friends with the same people. oh that's awesome mm-hmm. i love that and so they those have been my people through mm-hmm. seasons of garbage yeah. you know and through yeah. the best moments in my life so it's yeah. important to have that small close-knit community just mm-hmm. coming around you yeah and even if people aren't necessarily going anything through anything right now I think it's so important to establish those safe places and those connections when you're in a good place because you never know when something's gonna fall apart and when you're gonna need them the mm-hmm. most so like 14 years ago I don't know what was going on in your life but maybe things were great but you built that strong community when you were in a good place and then when things were a little bit harder then they were already established and they were there to support you Mm -hmm. but what about right now like we are in a season where you can't really like go to public gatherings to meet like church isn't happening right now and so you can't just like go to a faith community to meet people what do you do if you're isolated and alone right now that's that is a tough question and so many people are going through that it's Mm -hmm. like things are getting a little bit better recently but um during the midst of covid a lot of loneliness and isolation happened Mm -hmm. and so now trying to to get involved in different programs possibly that can you know bring you closer to people there's a lot of online support Mm -hmm. that's going on um, I know many like counselors and therapists are doing sessions online um, through Zoom, hmm. reaching out to your faith community. Even though church isn't meeting, you're working, I'm working, yeah. um, and Riverwood is ultimately here to provide support and yeah. care. And not saying that you're going to have all the answers or I'm going to mm-hmm. have all the answers, but we can help to point people yeah. in the right direction and we're good listeners and we're good listeners. <laughs> i think that's one of my strengths i don't always like talking but i'm like i can really listen well and that's that's the key to if you're going through anxiety depression mm. to have someone to listen to you yeah and sometimes it is so hard to just like randomly reach out to someone or just like send that email or that dm to someone who maybe you don't know who's receiving it on the other side. Like when you email the church or when you email the ascent, you don't know who's on the other side of that email. And it's such a huge step, but it's so important. I think there can be a lot of breakthrough in that. 
absolutely and a lot of whenever people do like just randomly email it like i'm amazed at their courage to do that i think it shows so much about their strength and their resilience and their willingness like i'm not in a good place and this isn't okay and i need to like get myself out of this with a community around me yeah so vulnerability is so difficult yeah but it's so brave and it leads to deep strong connections not surface Mm -hmm connections but when you can truly be vulnerable with someone yeah there's a different kind of bond that happens yeah how would you encourage someone to be vulnerable about their mental health i think you know it's hard because everyone's situation is so different Mm. um but to just know that you're not the only one yeah that's gone through this and um and people who have experienced it can also like often provide a different kind of support than a mm-hmm. doctor can. Yeah. I'm saying like I'm not ever saying don't go to your medical professional because right. that's the first thing that you should be doing mm-hmm. is reaching out to someone that can provide a correct diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But to just um, take a chance yeah. because and talk to someone because honestly it is hell living mm. through depression mm, and it's yeah. it's not a good feeling and um sometimes just having that conversation will just release so much tension yeah that's huge so you said that one of the first steps should be to go to a doctor and to allow them to help you or diagnose you is it okay to go to a doctor if you're not entirely sure that you actually do have depression or anxiety. Like, I feel like there could be some, maybe you don't know like, oh, am I just going through a hard season or am I actually struggling with depression? And then there's almost like embarrassment of what if I went and they said, no, you're fine. And then I just made a big deal out of something that was nothing to someone else, but feels really big to me. Is that think, okay? Yes. And I think anyone in the, in the medical profession would say you need to err on the side of caution. If you have mm-hmm. any symptoms of depression, that you should be going and seeing someone. Mm-hmm. And we do have services in the city that are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The Crisis Response Center, which is located right beside uh, HSC, oh, okay. has trained staff and counselors and psychiatry there. 24 7 that can provide support and resources advocacy for different programs in our city hmm, that's so, so good we'll yeah. make sure to like post some of those some of those resources for people to access those for sure just... and if people are just needing someone to talk to or wanting to know if if they should even go and see a doctor clinic with a k offers a 24-hour crisis line mm-hmm. as well okay, where people can access their resources yeah and we'll make sure to post those on our Instagram and on our website. So even just like whoever's listening, like take a screenshot of it and just save it just if you ever need it or like ever need it for a friend even or whatever. I think having those numbers on hand is so important. And are there like texting lines too or anything? So if you don't feel like phoning. There is, I know for teens and for kids there is. I'm not 100% sure. For adults okay well we'll look into that and we'll make sure to post anything because sometimes it's hard to like actually speak it out it's a lot easier to send it in a send text it. i'm but... sure there is i just know for me yeah. because i have two teenagers that i've looked into them and mm-hmm. have suggested that if they don't feel comfortable talking to me during this season or their dad that they can text those lines mm-hmm. and and get support yeah 
how can families best approach this with, I mean, there's a few young adults in our community that have kids. How do you, as a parent, approach that with your kids? I think open conversation is always so important to just mm. talk about it constantly mm. yeah. or on a regular basis to just know so your kids are educated that these exist and mm. that they're it's nothing to be ashamed of yeah. and that support is there and as a parent um I've journeyed with my kids through seasons of good and seasons of bad mm. and um We've always been able to find support, thankfully. Yeah. Um, our city has uh, a, quite a few good resources for youth. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's so important to just to have these conversations and to talk about it. I'm, well, when I was young, I don't think this was ever talked about. Maybe it was and I just don't remember, but I don't remember ever really talking about it until after high school and then all of a sudden, like all these um, people started speaking out about it, which was amazing. But I think even I had all these misconceptions about it that I thought, you know, that it was rare, I think. I didn't th realize how common it was until after high school. I noticed that people were talking about it. Mm -hmm. I think I felt like it was a weakness thing, which now I realize how wrong that is. Um, but you just assume it's like, oh yeah, why can't you get out of bed in the morning? Why do, do you not feel so motivated? And then you realize actually how wrong that is and how no, those people are going through so much. Um, so I think talking about it is so important. How can we bring up these conversations in even just like our friend groups or with our families without even saying like, hey, does anyone have it or anything like that? But just keeping this um, on the surface so that we all know about it and all talk about it. Um, it's different for everybody and different families, different dynamics, personalities. For me, if you know me, like I'm a pretty straight shooter, mm. I will just kind of say it how it is. Um, and so it, with my family, we've always talked about it. Mm. My parents were kind of forced to, I think, because when I was a teenager, that's what I experienced. And they didn't have a lot of education around it either. Mm. Yeah. So they learned. And then from my personal experience, I've just been open with it, um, my kids probably know more about mental health issues than a lot of adults just mm -hmm. because I'm constantly bringing awareness yeah. to the topic. And when you're open about it, are you open about your personal experiences? Or Absolutely. More so the facts? And yeah. what has that done in your life? Um, it's just, it's strengthened my relationship with my kids to mm -hmm. know that I'm normal and that yeah. it's normal to go through these kind of things and to go through seasons of your life when things aren't great. And so they know, yeah. and I think that that makes them feel more comfortable talking to me about it. Mm, yeah. You'll have to ask them, but <laughs> yeah, I think that it's just created an environment where we're all human mm, and we all struggle Yeah, and we're all here together. Yeah. And it is so powerful when you find out someone's going through the same thing that you are. I think it's a C.S. Lewis quote. I was reading it the other day and it says, something along the lines of like friendship is formed when you tell someone what you're going through and they say me too and they are like yeah I've struggled with all of that and it just creates this bond of like oh we can relate because you understand me more than anyone else does and I guess that's where I mean we talked about how do you even like build community it's taking those small steps of vulnerability like you were saying mm -hmm. being like hey I struggle with this and allowing people the opportunity to be like so do I um but we're gonna wrap up right away. But if you were to have like one challenge or one encouragement for the Ascent community, 
uh, maybe one question they can ask themselves or something that they can they can do around this topic what would you say to them um if you're not going through depression and you're in a, like a pretty stable healthy place in your life i would ask what can you be doing to advocate for those who are suffering mm, that's um, good. Wow. how can you be a support to them mm. and you know what is what has god called us to do as christians as believers mm -hmm. we're called to to support those who are at risk yeah. we're called to compassion we're called to be the hands and feet of jesus on mm -hmm. earth and that means putting yourself sometimes in uncomfortable situations to help someone else. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I think this is just such an important conversation to have. And I love your challenge of just opening it up and telling people in your community and talking about it. So just thank you so much for your wisdom. Thanks for having me. You know, whenever I think about brokenness or illness or just being in a place where you just don't feel yourself, I'm reminded that we were not created for this world. It talks about it in, in Genesis where God creates the whole world and it is good and He creates humans and He's right there. He's walking in the garden with His people. But then brokenness and sin take over and the whole world is just put into chaos and it becomes a world that our souls were not created for because we are created to be walking with Jesus face to face right there with him. And we weren't created to, to handle this, this brokenness and, and these illnesses. But I love what it says in John 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's telling his disciples about the hope that they have in him and how right now on earth they are grieving, but one day they're gonna experience joy. And right now on earth they experience pain, but one day there's going to be ultimate healing. And then Jesus says this to them in John 16, 33, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jen referenced this verse in our conversation and I just love the hope that we have in it. It's not the only thing that we can hold on to. There's so many things if you are struggling with, with mental health, um, go see your doctor, talk about it with someone, um, have your community come and surround you and remind you of this hope that we have in God. And if you are in a place where you are feeling great and you're in a really healthy place right now, I love what Jen said about being an advocate for those who um, aren't in a good place, to be that support, to be that person, constantly checking in on them and, and seeing how they're doing and reminding them of the hope that we have in God. And, and that's the community that we want to be. Um, but if you are struggling with anything, we're gonna post some resources um, on our website and on our Instagram. And these are just, places that you can go to if you are in a place where you just need to talk to someone. There's some great resources around the city. Um, there's counseling that you can get for um, a subsidized price if cost is an issue, but also we're gonna have a link for uh, prayer requests or if you wanna talk to one of the pastors here at Riverwood and you just need people to come alongside you and pray with you and chat with you or listen. And so you can access that also on our website. Um, just fill out a form and let us know how we can be praying for you or if you wanna be talking to a pastor. We are all in this together. You are not alone and take heart, Jesus has overcome the world.